Hello and welcome to Surrendering Average. I'm your host, Joel Mahe. Today's episode is about coaching, where I cover the basics of coaching. Um, Coaching is something that has helped me immensely in my journey and in my life. I entered this field, I entered this profession because I truly believe in it. I believe in the power it can provide. And if we're somebody who's wanting more in life, we want to achieve our goals, we want more than our current circumstances, I highly recommend getting a coach. And this episode will cover pretty much all the basics behind what coaching is, the processes used in coaching, and what it can bring to your life. So please, focus in and be present as you begin to surrender your average life. Hello and welcome to the show. I hope everyone's doing awesome today. You know, here in Edmonton, it's about mid-April and spring is finally here. It was beautiful yesterday. It was almost 20 degrees, which after coming from winter, it feels like you're in Mexico on a beach feeling the sun hit you. <clears throat> I went for a run, had, had the tarp off, getting that natural vitamin D, and it just felt so good to feel the sun again. So a lot to look forward to this summer. Um, and again, planning our wedding and with all these restrictions, it's not looking like it's going to be the wedding we had planned. So again, just trying to pivot and adapt through that. Um, but still a lot to look forward to, especially this nice warm weather. So today's topic and episode, I wanted to talk about coaching in particular, what is coaching and covering the basics. I'm not going to go into too much depth, but as mentioned in other podcasts, I'm now entering the profession of being a coach. And I just want to explore and uncover what that means. What is the coaching process? What does it look like? What does it involve? What are you going to receive? So I thought I would just do uh, an episode on that to give more information to potentially open your horizon to new possibilities or see if this something that this is something that might be a good fit for you. So the reason I got into coaching is because I really saw it fitting with my vision. As I've mentioned the last few years, I've really got into personal development, self-help, just trying to evolve myself, become a better version of myself, see what my true potential is and just keep moving forward. Um, it's just something that I'm extremely passionate about and I really want to help others experience what I'm experiencing as well. So this ties into my bigger vision or our bigger vision, the vision that Jess and I share. And one day we want to have this, um, retreat in Invermere, a huge land and acreage with this massive property and small cabins where we run retreats of just living everything we love, whether that's mindset, life, visioning, health, fitness, activities, and just totally encompass and embody everything that we love and will also hopefully serve others along the way. And I just saw coaching as my foundation, no matter what I do, whether I make programs, whether I have online offerings, whether I just do one-on-one coaching, I just saw it as a very practical next step and that will be my foundation. I can I can build off coaching. I can offer my coaching services, whether I offer programs, whether we're running a retreat and we offer coaching through that. And it's just an amazing skill set to have. So I just saw it tying into our bigger vision and that's really why I pursued it and uh, got got the proper certification. And I also want to say that coaching has brought a massive 
um, has been a massive benefit in my life. I've seen extreme transformation and results just from being able to explore in a safe manner. You know, I, as mentioned in other episodes, Jess and I both go to her mom and we have what is facilitated as a coaching session where we talk about our vision, we talk about our goals, we talk about our relationship, we talk about our problems, and we talk about how we're going to move forward in this coaching structure. As well as I continually get coaching from my peers that I took my classes from just to get extra practice. So every single week I'm getting coached myself. This isn't something I'm just offering, um, but it's something I'm offering because I believe in it, because I see the results. I wouldn't be doing this if I didn't believe in it. I wouldn't be doing this if I didn't see results from it. That's just not how I operate. I operate by getting results. I need results. And this is something that gives and offers those results. So getting into the start of it, I just want to say that in any aspect, there's something called a systems theory. And in coaching, we look at the entire system and there's a system for each person, uh, each goal, each group, each organization, the personal body, each family. There's a system for everything. And within that system, there's always dynamics at play. There's always, <laughs> there's always intricacies and one little thing might affect the whole system. Uh, we have a personal ecosystem where you live. What do you do? Who do you hang out with? Who you listen to? How you live in the physical plane? That all affects this entire system. And there's also each individual's nervous system. And a nervous system is so complex and it releases chemicals and it shifts the way we think and feel, which will therefore um, affect our actions and in particular your mind. And coaching really focuses on our mind and what our thoughts are doing and how that affects your emotions, sensations and actions. Your mind affects the whole system. Everything is connected, whether it's the personal ecosystem, whether it's those small dynamics, whether it's the ner nervous system, the micro within the system will affect the macro. And when one thing changes within the system, the whole system is impacted in some way. And it's important to know that when change does happen or when it's trying to happen, when we're trying to change something, a system tries to remain the same. And this is called homeostasis. And this is why it's often so hard to change, why it's hard to change a habit, why it's hard to change our emotional reactions, why it's hard to change really anything. It's because of that homeostasis. And homeostasis is essentially just wanting that familiarity. Like it's wanting to hold on. We want to stay the same because it's easy. It's familiar. All our programs are made to run the same without change. Changing something is difficult because of this. So in coaching, we want to unfreeze, then we want to move, and we want to refreeze. And when we unfreeze, we want to shake up and disturb the current situation. You know, if, if we don't have awareness on what's, what's happening right now, and we don't shake it up and disturb it and say, see why this current situation might not be ideal, you know, we, we don't stand a chance at any change. And then we want to move, move in the right direction. And then we want to refreeze, refreeze that consistent new behavior or action, consistently reaffirming this new behavior. 
And obviously, this is this is what coaching does. You know, we got trained on all of these processes, all of these strategies, all of these theories, all of the science behind change theories, the processes we go through and why it's important and how to kind of formulate this within each session. And coaching is so powerful because change requires constant attention to move out of that homeostasis. We need to make new brain software to override our automatic patterns and old ways of doing and thinking. And in previous episodes, we talk about this all the time. We've done something so often and repeatedly so many times that we just respond in a natural automatic way. And it's important to know that we don't need to delete our old software are all, all these because they're, they're going to be so ingrained we're going to for myself you know i've lived 30 years of doing something over and over and over again so i don't need to necessarily waste my time to delete that software but what we can do is create new software create new patterns to override it something that's more efficient and a good analogy for this is thinking about computers Think about how when you upgraded from back in the day, Windows 96 or Windows 98, and then you moved to Windows XP, and then you moved to Windows 10 and so on. Every time you moved up in that software, you were able to run more programs. You were more efficient. The computer could handle more tasks. It was faster. It just got things done in such a better manner. It's no different than upgrading our own software. But this can only be done if we put massive focus and attention on it. You know, not simply just writing out this goal or vision on January 1st of every year. Oh, there we go. You know, I, okay, there it is. That's my goal for the year. We're going to do it. And no wonder it fails. You know, it needs to be consistent focus attention. And it can be difficult because there's that thing called homeostasis. It's not going to want us to change. Our body's going to naturally retract from that. It wants to say the same. It wants, it wants everything to be familiar. But that's why coaching is so important because it's going to help you push out of that familiarity. And this focus and attention will be applied in coaching by using two of the main principles of coaching, which are powerful questions and active listening. So I've mentioned this quote in previous episodes again, but Albert Einstein said, no problem can be solved from the same level of consciousness than it was created. So that means we need to go deeper. We need to have a different perspective, deeper awareness, go deeper into our subconscious and tap into our intuition to potentially find the resolution to our problem or find some kind of new insight or awareness that's going to help us with the formulation of an action step. So powerful questions are questions that validate who you are. They're questions that get you moving forward into action. They generate creative thinking. It uncovers underlying information. What's beneath the surface, beneath our everyday busy mind chatter that we don't normally give ourselves the time to reflect on a deeper, creative, more a way of, of, of thinking. Um, it helps us uncover underlying information. It encourages self-reflection. It will stretch and expand your awareness and perception. 
and potentially challenge your perception of what you currently see. Because when we're not asked those deep, powerful, open-ended questions, we just keep living the same way. We keep seeing the world through that same perception unless that perception is challenged or questioned. That doesn't mean we're here to, you know, manipulate the way you, you, you think or see things at all. It's just, hey, let's question what's going on here. Because for my life in particular, when I started to question my perception and the way I saw the world, that is when my world opened up. That is when possibilities opened up. And I saw new potential. I saw new possibilities. I saw that I could become a new, better version, that I could potentially actually make my dreams come true. Because prior to that, I didn't think that. Prior to that, I, I thought I was stuck in average. Prior to that, I didn't know that I could achieve the things I wanted. So, so challenging what we currently know in this current state is so powerful. And I've experienced it firsthand. And of course, it will open us up to the possibility of transformation. So along with powerful questions, the other principle that coaching will implement through every single session is the coach will utilize active listening. And this is where the coach is fully present in the moment. And, you know, this, this is a this is a skill that can be worked on and um, improved on and something that a lot of us don't have naturally. And, and, and it can be improved on. The more we practice, the more we practice, the more we practice with awareness. But if you, if you pay attention when you're telling a story or you're talking, you can usually tell if somebody is really in it or if they're not really digging it. And usually when they're not really digging it, it's because they're not present. It's because they're not listening. Some, they're lost in their own thoughts. They're lost on their own agendas, whatever it may be. But being fully present and practicing active listening um, includes the coach not getting hung up on details. So if you say something, the coach isn't going to be like, oh, I wonder why they think that way. You know, it, it's completely being in the present moment, l dropping all the, all the details, not having a listening agenda. And a listening agenda is when you're thinking about what you're going to say next. So say the client says something and I get, if I'm the coach, I get hung up on that word. And now I'm telling a story of, okay, when they're done speaking, I'm going to tell the story. That's a listening agenda. We are trained to drop all of those. We're not thinking about what to say next. We're just being there with the client fully listening to what they have to say. No listening agendas, not getting caught up on details, not having filters, not putting my perception on what they're saying, dropping any hot spots such as my ego, whether they have a different belief than me, a different opinion, and me not getting challenged by that, but completely dropping that. Now that's extremely, you know, that that's difficult to do if you don't know how to do it and if you haven't been practicing. And not a lot of people will practice active listening while listening to somebody. And again, this this is so this is so powerful and while the coach is fully present, they listen for what the client is capable of. They listen for facts and the feelings of the client. 
The coach listens for their energy, how their energy is being conveyed, whether they're talking in a low vibration at a slow rate of speech or whether they're excited. The coach needs to pick up on everything, the energy, the tonality. There's so much more behind the words of what somebody's saying rather than just listening to the words. And again, that is a practice skill. And the coach listens for who they can become. They see the potential. They look for the good. They look for the possibility. They're not just listening to the words, but they're seeing what's possible. And that's going to tie into what questions the coach asks the client. And the coach listens for, of course, positive change. Not necessarily focusing on the negative, but again, the positivity. What can be? How can we move forward? Now, just think about how powerful that is. When do you ever get one full hour to talk about yourself where someone is fully present, fully listening to you, where there is a partnership with 100% focus and attention on ways to move you forward? That just doesn't happen in our day. So think about the potential that that can create and the power, as we talked about power and attention to receive change or to receive new results. That is exactly what is going on in coaching. And that is exactly what the coach provides with that active listening. And as coaches, we're trained to see clients as a whole individual. Only the client has the answer and answers for their unique life. Everybody views the world through a different lens. They have a different perception. Life is unique to them based on their past experiences, based on their current circumstances. Not two individuals are alike. It just isn't that way. So you can't have an answer, a one-size-fits-all answer. That's why the coach needs to see the client as a whole individual and pry their insights, their awarenesses, their action steps out of them. The coach can't tell the client how to live and what to do, but rather the coach views the client as a complete individual and helps the client to explore, to get those answers out of them. And throughout each coaching session, the client will do this by utilizing the four faces of insight, which are awareness, reflection, insight, and action. And this happens through every single coaching session. And it's designed to help the client make their vision feel attainable or whatever their, whatever it's a goal or whether they're trying to experience change. That's that's the objective here, to make it feel obtainable because the reality is it's difficult. That homeostasis is going to want to keep us in the familiar. So again, we, throughout coaching, we utilize vision and visualization, imagination, imagery, because the easier a goal is to see or visualize, the closer it will seem. It will seem closer. And really, if we think about it, normally we don't go after something because we see a massive gap. And that gap just seems too daunting. We feel like there's too many steps and we're just too far away from where we are now to our desired outcome. And it, again, if we can make that seem closer through visualization, imagery, imagination, it just makes the process easier. And usually imagery is done unconsciously. We're not, 
We're not really conscious of doing it, but coaching makes it a practice where we can be conscious, where we can actively be present to do this. And we're very cautious on reframing vocabulary and using, the coach will always use the proper positive vocabulary to help you see moving forward, not dwelling on the past, not dwelling on the negative. Because vocabulary is important because we don't picture words in our mind. When we think about something, we don't picture a word, but we picture an image. So we want to focus on the images, the picture that we want. Take this as an example. Uh, Do not picture a chubby baby with a mustache right now. I bet you just pictured a chubby baby with a mustache. (laughs) And that's why it's important to imagine what you want instead of picturing what you don't want. And usually on our day-to-day busy life, we're picturing what we don't want. We're having our fears flood our mind. But when we're thinking about our fears, we're we're not imagining a a word, but we're actually seeing a picture. Whether that's visualizing our our child getting hurt, whether that's us picturing us failing in an er interview, failing at work, not achieving our goals, staying stuck, whatever it is, those are all images flooding our mind every single day. So it's so important to focus on the, the images that we want. So it's also a thought provoking process where we explore new thoughts, which will create new feelings. And remember, our, our thoughts create our emotions, our emotions, our, our emotions will dictate those actions, what we take, if we're, whether we're motivated, you know, whether we're excited about something, whatever it may be, those, so our thoughts will determine what kind of emotions, what kind of feelings we're having. And when we have those new feelings, positive feelings, that can lead to the desire to create a plan. And in each coaching session, we will create a plan, we'll create action steps to help move you forward. And Coaching is very goal oriented and it's important to set goals if you're seeking change, if you want new results. And coaching ensures that you are setting SMART goals. SMART is an acronym. S is for specific. M is for measurable. A is for achievable. R is for relevant. And T is for time bound. And we make sure the coach will challenge you on your goals that you're making. You know, is this specific? Is this specific to what you're trying to accomplish? Is this measurable? Can you measure this? Can you ensure that you're tracking your progress on this? And it's not just a, a very vague goal. You know, it's it's very measurable. It's achievable. It's not stretching too far, but, you know, it is achievable that you believe you can achieve it. That's the most important thing. Not necessarily whether the coach thinks you can. It's whether you think you can. Whether it's relevant to the information we just talked about in the session and time bound. Creating a deadline because that's so important so that this goal isn't just floating in the ether forever. You know, there's a concrete date and that target will help us move closer to it in a quicker manner. So that's just a basic overview of coaching. And I thought it would also be, um, it would help if I covered the ICF core competencies. So the ICF is what I got trained under, the International Coaching Federation. And again, I, I, I took that direction and I decided to take that path because it was the most solidified training that I was able to find. It was 
acknowledged worldwide. It was kind of the gold standard for coaching accreditation. So I, I wanted to do it right, even though it was a lot more expensive and a lot more timely than doing a quick course or doing these little, you know, online couple day courses. This was a full year, really in depth, a lot of training, a lot, a lot of theory, a lot of science-based theory, a lot of practicing, mind you, a lot of uncomfortable moments of practice where I had to coach in front of a class and you're getting graded in real time and they're saying what you're doing right and wrong, where you had to really practice that act of listening and the powerful questions. So it was an amazing training looking back on it. It was very challenging. It was difficult. But again, you know, that change in progress is never easy. So it was really something that I'm really happy I followed through and took that path. So there's eight main core competencies. And the first one is demonstrates ethical practice. So again, <laughs> there, we got trained on what that means and making sure that each session and the client, uh, the coach client relationship is done in an ethical manner. The second competency is in, the coach embodies a coach's mindset. And this is where the coach develops and maintains a mindset that is open, curious, flexible, and client-centered. So again, the client has the information. The coach needs to be curious. The coach needs to be open with whatever direction and flexible with whatever direction the session goes. The coach can't have that agenda of, okay, this is how it's going to go. This is what I want the client to receive. No, have to be fully in the moment and be prepared to flow with it and be open, be flexible, be curious at what they're unpacking and go with it in the present moment. It's really a skill that needs to be practiced. And, you know, if you look at a coaching session just from a recording, it doesn't seem like it's a crazy amount of what's going on. But, you know, once you know all the intricacies of what's actually involved in it, it's, it's, it's an art. It's a, it's a, it's a skill. It's a skill and it's an art that's done in a beautiful manner and that has a lot of power behind it. The third competency is establish and maintain agreements. So partner with clients to create clear agreements about the coaching relationship, process, plans, and goals. Establish agreements from the overall coaching engagement as well as those for each session. So it's very uh, an agreed upon manner. You agree upon what the agreement is. And at the start, before entering a contract with me, I'll send a coaching agreement basically stating what coaching is, what coaching isn't, how this is going to unfold. And then zooming into each session, we also agree on a desired outcome for the session in every single session. Okay, what's our outcome? What are we focusing on here? What do we want to leave with by the end of the session? So every single session has that agreed upon agreement. Um, so four, the fourth competency is cultivates trust and safety. And this is huge because nobody's going to open up unless they feel like it's a safe environment to do so. Unless they feel like they trust the coach, that there's no ego attached, that there's no judgment. So this is to partner with the client to create safe, supportive environment that allows the client to share freely. Um, so removing that ego and just being there, listening, not judging. And that's very important. And that gets, that gets developed and built throughout the relationship. But that's a very important competency to, that we need to follow 
the fifth one is maintains presence. And we talked about this in the active listening portion, but it's where the coach is fully conscious and present with the client, employing a style that is open, flexible, grounded, and confident. The sixth competency is listens actively, focuses on what the client is and is not saying. Um, to fully understand what is being communicated in the context of the client system. Remember, we talked about the whole system. It's not just one aspect of it, but every dynamic, every personal ecosystem, (laughs) every nervous system of every single person is going to affect the whole system and keeping that into consideration while supporting the client. The seventh competency is evokes awareness. And this is facilitating the client's insight and learning by using tools and techniques such as that powerful questioning, silence, giving the, giving the client space and silence is so powerful. Every time the coach just sits there, it's amazing. And when they think the client's done speaking, if you give them that extra space and time, whether it's, you know, three, five, 10 seconds to reflect and just be silent, it's amazing what can get unpacked and uncovered through that silence because then they, they continue to go deeper, you know, pushing into that awkward silence and just letting the client reflect is actually so powerful because then they'll go deeper, deeper than they normally go. And there's a lot of power behind that silence. Um, some more tools or metaphors, stories or analogies to help give that image or picture. And then, and then that enables the client to relate their unique their unique situation or circumstance to that metaphor, to that story, or to that analogy. And the eighth and final competency is facilitates client's growth. Partners with the client to transform learning and insight into action. Because awareness and insight is nothing without action. And I believe awareness and insight is like 30% of the puzzle. The remaining 70% is action. And this is normally the difficult portion. The insight and awareness comes a bit easier because it's just talking and reflecting, but the action is going to be what's a bit more difficult because that's where we're challenging that homeostasis. That's where we're challenging what is familiar to us. That's where we're gonna have to enter new territory, that uncomfortable territory where the coach probably won't be there with you, right? You still need to take the action. The coaching will facilitate the necessary awareness, insights, come up with an action step, hold you accountable, see if there's any support necessary, resources, explore everything you need to do do so you're equipped with what you need to do, but you still need to do it. So the coach needs to facilitate that growth and to really transform the learning and insight and make sure you're taking that action. And also, the coach will promote autonomy where um, in, in each session so that the, the client is running the session, the client is giving the insights, the client is giving the action steps. If the client doesn't have autonomy, they're going to be less motivated to take actions that somebody else told them. There's actually dopamine that, that gets released in our brain when we come up with that insight, when we come up with the awareness and we know what to do. It releases a chemical that gives us, that enables more Um, motivation for us to do something. So it's very important that the coach doesn't direct the session saying, telling the client what to do. 
So those are the eight main competencies and I just wanted to cover the basics of coaching to give you more insight and awareness of what I'm doing, what I offer, what coaching can do. Um, and I truly believe that you know getting, getting help and seeking that accountability partner, seeking that space where we can talk about our vision, where we can be supported, where it's a safe environment to do so is so powerful. I utilize it every single week and I would not be entering this field of work if I didn't truly believe in it. So whether it's me or whether it's somebody else, I highly encourage you to to seek a coach if you want new results if you want to make your vision and dreams become more of a reality become seem more attainable trust me i'm telling you that a coach will help you with this process so if you want to surrender an average life i highly encourage you seeking a coach i hope you enjoyed this episode i hope it brought some valuable information and i Hope you have an amazing day. Take care, everybody.